Hey y'all, welcome back to the Power and Listen podcast. I'm your host, Solana Lewis. Today, I bring on Kristen Dunsmore. We haven't done a podcast together in nearly two years, y'all. And today, we actually dove into some interesting topics. We talk about injury, battling through injury, just in general, and like how to mentally get through dealing with injury and burnouts, the burnout that can come from dealing with the injury, the burnout that can come from just competing in a monotonous sport like powerlifting, and just overall, how all this can really affect your mental health and how some tips that we both have used to help kind of get through dealing with hard struggles and pain while training. So it was a great episode. I think you'll absolutely love it. And before you listen to it, please do leave a five-star rating and review because you know you're going to like it anyways, all right? If you're on Spotify, you can leave a five-star rating only. If you're on Apple, five-star rating and a review helps us get it out to more people. I appreciate all of you. And let's dive into today's episode. All right, y'all. I'm here with Kristen Dunsmore. And we were just talking about how I haven't had you on the podcast in nearly two years. And I think you were one of my first like 15 episodes I ever did. Was it really? Yes, very early on. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Can I, I just saw it was about two years ago. Okay. <laughs> like, can I invite somebody on? I may have seemed like I've been doing it, but no. <laughs> well, we played it off very well, so congrats. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You got to fake it so you make it, so. <laughs> right? Well, I mean, you made it. Look at you now. Hey, podcast still <laughs> going strong, lots of people on, but yeah, I'm excited because today we're going to talk about like a couple of things like dealing with injuries as an athlete, dealing with burnout as an athlete. And when you mentioned talking about burnout, I was like, well, that's a good one because like mm-hmm. I never really talk about that one either. Oh, really? I don't. Yeah. It's interesting because I feel like it's a topic that it happens to everybody, right? At some point, even if it's not related to injury, just, I mean, the concept of powerlifting in general is just monotonous. It's you squat, bench, and deadlift. And over time, I mean, it can get redundant. So even unrelated to injury, I do feel like there can be some aspect of burnout, especially if you're, you know, not competing for a while and you have a lot, like a long off season and you're kind of just going through the motions at that point. Um, And yeah, that can lead to some, yeah, to some burnout. And I think that it's something that we don't talk about a lot. And in regard to injury too, um, the fact that, you know, like, yeah, there it's pain, right? Like injury sucks because it's painful, but there's like that whole other side to it of how it's just mentally draining. And we don't talk about that enough. Yeah, I agree. All right. All right. We're going to talk about it now. (laughs) (laughs) So I think I'll, I'll do. I'm gonna start by talking about my past injury that I had that really yeah. heavily because I really haven't like dip, dove, even dive. What's the word dove? Taking a dive. I, I haven't dipped dived into it. Really. <laughs> um, because it's been a long time, but when it affected me, it it affected every area of my life. My mental went downhill like horribly. Like this was 2018. So this is actually the year that I went to junior worlds and I got, I was doing, I'll never forget this. I was doing a squat. I was working at Equinox. So I was, I'm not gonna lie. I was kind of miserable because I was there all day from like 5am to like 9pm making like a hundred bucks a day. (laughs) 
Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> that was my life. But I was squatting at this point, I believe I'm like 14 ish weeks out from my first world. And I didn't even understand what world was because I kind of got in the sport and then like I was, there wasn't that much competition, honestly, to be yeah. completely honest. So like I got into worlds and I called my coach and said, what is world? And should I go? Like that was how that went. So <laughs> what is world? <laughs> I didn't know. I did. I went to my first meet when I was RPS. Then I did a, a USAPL meet, got to national, yeah. first national, got second. But the girl who came with junior, the girl who got first aged out, so they called me or they emailed me and said, you can go to world. Yeah. I didn't even know what nationals was until three months ago. So like, you're like, and what is world? And so 2018, so was that 2019 that you went to worlds? No, no. So nationals was 2017. Sorry. Uh, worlds. Got yeah. it. Okay. So that was, that was that. So at this point, I think I'm like 14 ish weeks out. So I still had a lot of time. And I was like at Equinox squatting. And I went down to do a squat and I started standing back up and it felt like someone took a butcher knife and stabbed me in my lower back. And I still to this day don't know how I stood up because I didn't have spotters. I didn't have the safeties up correctly. Like they're on the lowest setting, which would not have helped me. I stood yeah. up like that was great <laughs> and racked it <laughs> and laid on the floor for like 25 minutes until one of my colleagues, my coworkers was like, are you okay? I was like, no, I need you to help me get to the car. And he basically carried me to my car. I could not. Oh my God. Like it was that bad. (laughs) How long? So that was the first day did. So how long did you have symptoms for? Honestly, I had symptoms for like a total of like five months as in going into roles and after, but like basically apparently my L5S1 like I was just missing a lot of the cushioning in between it apparently at that point and I literally like there was a week of like I could barely get up and go to the bathroom <laughs> like I can't really move but my mm-hmm. job is a trainer so I'm calling out every day canceling my clients losing my business I yeah. like I was not doing well at all and I was already thank god I was my parents so I was gonna be okay I wasn't gonna starve to death but like I was just trying so hard to like save money and like pay off my student loans and I was like finally starting to get some good momentum with clients and like I had to cancel so many sessions and of course I'm yeah. and I'm like they're gonna leave me like they're gonna leave me yeah and they're like oh she's being dramatic like yeah. her back hurts like mm-hmm. you're like story of my life <laughs> exactly they're like girl how was that I think I was I was 20 so they're like you're 20 you're fine yeah I'm like, I can't walk <laughs> And I remember going back to work a week later, but I was limping, taking ibuprofen every hour. And literally my coworkers were like, are you okay? Because I, I didn't tell anybody who, who didn't see me, who didn't see me. Yeah, yeah. I didn't tell anybody what happened. They kind of figured something was wrong because I was gone for a week. But like, I was trying <laughs> to act fine. And I was literally like still setting up the weights and trying to just like bear through the pain. But I was moving so slow and awkward. Everyone was like, yo, are you good? And I was like, yeah. I'm going to sweat profusely. Yeah, I'm, I'm great. Yeah. There was three weeks of no training. So at that point, I'm nine weeks out from, and I'm finally understanding that Worlds is the biggest deal ever. So now I'm yeah. high. <laughs> yeah. Been there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm talking about girl. But, and then my coach, at the time, my coach was Ellis Lay. Do you know who that is by chance? You've been What's around. Ellis? Wait, I've been around for a while. No, you've been <laughs> you me, girl. <laughs> okay, well, at the time, I feel like he was getting known as a coach, because at the time, he was a Rutgers University coach, too. 
which is really big for powerlifting but he's yeah. like, a huge name I guess but yeah maybe if I saw him or something I would but I just yeah I don't know the name off the top of my head that's cool well even though looking back like we had a lot of experience with his coaching me and him mm-hmm. the thing he specialized in was pain management oh nice was, yes like he was getting he was going down the PRI rabbit hole which for a powerlifter, like my programming started getting really rehabbed before I hurt myself. So I was like, what's going on here? We all know the yeah. PRI rabbit hole. But it saved me. <laughs> yeah. Cause I started kind of seeing him in person a couple of times and he would just like help me with all these, all these breathing drills, but it really helped me a lot. And mm-hmm. then I started like goblet squatting. And by the time I was like seven weeks out, I was able to at least get into the barbell. But it was the most inconsistent. It was like we were supposed to squat three times a week, but sometimes once a week because then I can't handle having so much pain the next day. So it was just on mm. and off pain. Definitely dealing with like, I hate to use strong words. I'm not sure if it's full on depression, but like extremely sad because as 20 year old, yeah. I'm supposed to be paying off loans and strong and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like at work dying. Yeah. <laughs> I not get any new clients in this time going into world at that point i couldn't even handle the clients i had like physically. oh my god yeah yeah so it's like great so i'm gonna be stuck and make 100 bucks a day for a while <laughs> that's gonna be what i make at least so, you were home though at the time yes no truly like if any scenario where i somehow wouldn't live with my parents that story would have been like and then solana didn't make it she starts to- <laughs> <laughs> not here there's no podcast at no point was I like you know I'm gonna be on the streets but definitely mentally terrible and the funny thing to me because I'm a Christian I think it was God this was straight up God we get all the way through training and even by the time I'm like two weeks out like I don't know how many times I squatted but I can count both hands how many times total that I couldn't squat consistently I could deadlift sumo it wasn't too bad bench press didn't get affected because honestly I barely even understood how to arch in general so I was like, my heart <laughs> barely existed. So it wasn't, the, you know, my leg drive is trash. So yeah. I didn't my chest anyways. <laughs> so it wasn't like that bad for that. Yeah. I remember like contemplating if I should even get on the plane to go, but like you can't pull out at that point. So I'm Were like, you considering pulling out at some point? It can't, it crossed my mind multiple times, but yeah, I wake up, I was like, I'm getting too close. They would have to know now. So by the time I'm like two weeks out and still squatting 185 when at the time I matched like 275 mm-hmm. I was like well we're going but yeah. I get on the plane but my <laughs> mother my mother didn't understand the extent of my actual physical pain because I tried to hide it and she yeah. was so excited she told everybody about me going to the world she told the church she was a teacher at a school that I used to go to she told the whole school people oh. on Facebook are oh my god I was like I can't no, my god. it was really but it wasn't the social pressure of social media because I had like barely any social media at the time it's social pressure of my mother and yeah her, that was like the ice going to kick I was like yo I, I had no chance to not go yeah no so she'll be devastated and now I could then I killed my mom then I killed my own mother <laughs> I was so dramatic but really though that's how I felt so yeah <laughs> So, so how did you end up doing at world so this is the part where i say this is god because <laughs> even on the plane not only was i in pain but i get off the plane 
this uh world is in calgary Canada, so the best place in my yep. opinion it's not far you don't have to stress out about anything like the food's regular mm-hmm. walmart like you know <laughs> no oh no plan it's like six hour flight chill out yeah, yeah, yeah. the hour time zone difference it's basically so, america yeah i was in america <laughs> <laughs> um but I got really sick like two days out, like sick like the runs or something. Like I don't know if I ate something. I was like, I don't know what's going on. But on top of like being in back back pain, I was sick and losing weight. And I was already underweight. <laughs> I was like, mm-hmm. great. But get to the day of, not only did somehow the sickness get better, I had no back pain for the first time since the day of my injury. I had zero back pain. It was it was it makes no sense. I got first place. <laughs> I was gonna say, what did you place? I won. You won. You you got first. What? And then did it did it come back after or what? Okay. Oh, Next so like day, once it was done. Moved. Yeah. I wonder if the taper had anything to do with it. Maybe. And it was Just so long ago. I I wish I could like remember. I wish I had the program. Honestly. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have it, but. I'm just like, could have been the taper, but also like I barely squatted. So, mm-hmm. like, I don't know. Like I remember talking to Ellis and I was still doing like reps when I did squat, like two weeks out and like a week out. And I was like, why am I doing like so many reps? He's like, you're so you're gonna be so detrained <laughs> by not squatting heavy. I just have to give you reps with the weight. At least get out. some sort of exposure. Yeah. So like yeah. I mean, I was doing like sets of five and six of like a six <laughs> week out. I didn't do any singles because the singles made no sense. Cause like the single was 60% of my Walmart back. So it was like wild. I still don't know how I was able to feel good on a day, but it was, it was. You made crazy. it happen. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. Like how just, I, I'm, I'm going to assume it might've just been like a good taper that you kind of um, were taking some time away from doing any sort of loading because I've kind of had a similar experience even last year when I was training for powerlifting nationals and leading up to the meet, um, I had a decent training. I was able to train for the most part, um, but it was one of those things that if I did any heavy single, I knew that the next day I probably was going to have to, you know, I was going to be in some pain. But the, uh, like the week of the meet, I obviously we're not doing really heavy singles, right? We're tapering. So the load was pretty light. And then come meet day, cause I had no idea how my, so mine is a, I literally have a pain in my ass is my, <laughs> in my glute, literally like in the middle of my butt cheek, it's just this sharp pain um, right in the middle of the hole when I'm squatting. And um so yeah, last year leading into nationals, I kind of was like, I, it's hit or miss for me. Um, if my glutes fine, it's great. You know, I can lift. Um, if it's flared up, I'll cut depth just because it's a range of motion issue. So, I mean, obviously in powerlifting, we don't want to do that. Um, but yeah, like the day of the meet, I had no issues, no pain. I'm in the warm-up room and Arian was handling me for that meet and every warm up he's like how's your butt is your butt okay I'm like it's fine I don't feel it um and then I squatted and it wasn't until my third attempt on squat where I was like oh okay it's there but then it was the third attempt so I was like ah, I'm done who cares <laughs> so yeah I think it's interesting how it can fluctuate from day to day 
you know, like one day you're like, oh, it's better. It's great. I feel good. Now let me go max out and squat. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then the next day you're like, eh, I probably shouldn't have done that. <laughs> yep. It, it's so hard. It's like, when you feel good, how much do you take advantage of it? Yeah. And that's, I think, been, um, a hard lesson that I've learned these past few years, just dealing with it. Cause I still have symptoms. Um, and a part of me wonders if it's ever going to go away. I've gotten, like, I've gone to, um, I've gotten rehab, you know, I've talked to like a rehab clinician and I've done like some rehab training. I've even gone to like a, uh, like a sports medicine doctor and, um, just to see if it was something more serious than just general butt pain. I don't know. Um, and there was nothing, there was no red flag. So he's just like, yeah, I mean, at this point, it's kind of just with the territory as an athlete and, you know, these uh, repetitive movements over time, you just, you know, it's, it's kind of um, not expected that it's going to happen, but it's not surprising if it does, so yeah. to speak. Um, so at this point, it's just become about managing the symptoms and just not being a dick when I show up into the gym and like, oh, let me, you know, max out because my glutes feeling good today. It's like, no, you probably, you know, like, let's, let's baby steps, Kristen, like you've done that before and look where it got you. So it's, um, I always tell my athletes do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's frustrating. And just to circle back to just the, the, the burnout from that. Right. I mean, like I said earlier, it, it's, it, the pain is frustrating because it's, it's physical pain, but I feel like it's almost that mental anguish that makes it worse, you know, than the physical pain itself, just because it, like you said, it affects every area of your life out of the gym, you know, and I'm on social media and I see these girls who my weight class were lifting as much as me and if not more. And I'm like, damn, uh, where would I be if I had not had this issue? You know, like what would my lifts be right now? And it, it's, it's, it's frustrating, you know? And, um, yeah, it, it's like, there's nothing that I can do really at this point, but just continue to not train like an asshole. Can I swear on here? You can. <laughs> I I okay. Funny enough, <laughs> funny enough, when I first started in the podcast, I made like a little task bullet points. And I'd be like, okay, please don't curse as clean. And then I stopped here. <laughs> And here we are. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, like, I'll, I'll try to keep it PG. I will not be uh, silly I, oh in my God. training. You got PG-13. Don't go right okay. up. All right, we don't have okay. to go. <laughs> I wasn't planning on it. <laughs> but I was going to say, yeah, that's another thing too. Like, especially with today, because like I said, for me, 2018, like, I honestly wasn't discouraged from the social media when I was injured because I was just trying to see women power lift. And so I was just yeah. trying to see anybody doing it. I didn't care what the number was. I was like, hey, yeah. I'm doing it. You know what I mean? But like, this is cool. Yes. And yeah. then forward five years, if I was dealing with the exact same thing now to the point where I'm so debilitated, it's like every, I mean, everyone is on social media posting all their stuff and YouTube and podcasts. And it's like, it's definitely hard today to like shield your mental from it. And also it's hard because like you can get off social media, which could be a good solution for someone. But like for me and you specifically, like can we really get off social media? 
like I mean I would love to but yeah when it's so tied to your identity and you know just as a coach right I mean at some point you do have to promote that you're doing coaching and the best form of that is on social media so um yeah I try not to I mean I still do it even though I tell myself not to but limit the time that I'm on social media because then you go into that rabbit hole and start feeling bad and I'm like I can't do this because it's just gonna upset me um but yeah how did you uh because you said after world um that you felt it the next day so how were you able to eventually overcome it and now back to where you are today yeah so I was I how long was I with Ellis I can't exactly remember how long, but like we were still together a while, like at least eight months after I, he was with me until 2019 nationals. So a long time, like another year, oh, yeah. like three months. And that was Chicago. What's right? Chicago? I feel like it was Lombard. 29. Yeah, that is Chicago, right? Is Lombard, technically Chicago. <laughs> I mean, they say it's like, you know, in Chicago and then it's like 30 minutes outside. So it, I think it is Lombard, which is like okay. a suburb of Chicago. I don't Close know. Enough, but I believe but yeah, it was in Illinois. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, honestly, it was kind of a combination of pulling back a lot. I had to really, because I was definitely ego lifting. But a big thing for me, I truly, especially looking back now, my form was really trash. And I mean, like the basic, like stripper booty squat. <laughs> like that's how bad we're talking. It's like, okay. Yeah. So once I started to finally nail, like bringing my ribs down a lot more and learning how to mm-hmm. brace, which truly took me a full year of practicing after Worlds. I could not get it. And online coaching, as much as I love it and do it full time, I think I may have progressed faster with that if I had someone in person because I just didn't understand it. And I was sending yeah. a video and he responded. I did, well, it wasn't, there was like a big disconnect. Even my sumo deadlift. Like, I remember him being like, if you keep sumo like this, you're going to feel it here too because you're just like, your belly button so far forward like oh my goodness yeah it was bad yeah I had no idea how to brace or anything um so truly mastering that is what took care of my pain it took me a full year of getting it but learning how to fully brace actually hold the brace keeping my Mm. ribs down a more neutral pelvis that was what I really needed because now to this day I have no pain from it and I'm like it's funny because now I teach it all the time. And it's like, that's all I had to do. But it, at least that really did help me because I get a lot of newer powerlifters coming to me. And I mm-hmm. I understand that like, it might take more than a week or two to really nail how to brace, <laughs> to really nail your overall pelvis and ribcage positioning. Um, but that was really the fix for me. And I'm thankful that it was a more simple fix. Yeah, I know your injury is definitely more nuanced than just, hey, keep your ribcage down. You'll be good to go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and I think you brought up a really good point um, that dealing with, as an athlete, like you've experienced symptoms, I've had symptoms too. And so when a, an athlete or a client reaches out and say they're struggling with some pain, I feel like because I've been in my own situation that I have a really genuine understanding of what they're going through and so I think a lot of it is how we we talk to them too and you know like just it's it's not not normal but like hey I I understand where you're coming from like I know that it's frustrating um and being able to talk 
them off a ledge pretty much has been really helpful. And I don't think that I would have been able to connect with them on that level had I not experienced it myself. Do you feel the same? I feel exactly the same because pain, pain, I don't know how to describe it. Pain will have you losing your mind. People, when you're in pain, you'll do anything to get out of pain. I, even being broke, I would have given every dollar I had in my bank account to be out when I was dealing with that severe, can't move out of bed, can't use the bathroom. Going to the toilet was like, okay, here's a task for today. Can I tie my shoes and go to the bathroom? That's our- And you're like this old lady trying to like get up off the toilet, like, oh Uh, man. (laughs) So it's really helped me be able to relate to my athletes because I will yeah. just deal with the injury, especially if it's anything to do with their back. I'm like, all right, I can definitely understand how this is affecting multiple areas of your life. And then on top of that, sometimes you have athletes who, like a lot of my athletes are masters. Like they have kids, <laughs> they have a family, they have a nine yeah. they sit down. That's not helping their back. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that's really be able to, yeah, understand the whole yeah. of their life and then give them what they need or as much as I can unless not mm-hmm. to be able to like actually progress but really understanding it and be able to tell them like hey I've been here or I felt pain even if it's somewhere different and you can get through it it does not mean you have to stop lifting like the doctor will say if you go to a random <sighs> doctor you don't have to stop lifting <laughs> we can get through this it's been helpful do you get frustrated how many times have you had to go to a doctor and oh So I remember going, um, and this is probably when I first started lifting. So this is probably back in 2014. And I had something similar where I had uh, like low back pain and um, I went to a chiropractor and like did all the things that we probably know better now, but he was like, you need to squat in a Smith machine. And I'm like, do you know my sport? (laughs) Yeah. You know, and it was like, um, I just remember sitting there like, are you serious? Like, how are you going to tell a football player he shouldn't play because he's going to get a concussion? You know, that's just kind of like the nature of the sport, right? And like for, as a power lifter, it's just kind of the nature that like, you know, over time, it's more likely the more time that you spend in the gym and training, the greater there's a probability for having some sort of, you know, like pain or injury. Um, Yeah, so I just remember him... And like a part of me, because I'm not confrontational either. So when he said that to me, it was kind of like, in my mind, I'm like, are you serious? What are you talking about? But then like, I was kind of like, okay. <laughs> sure. Wait. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> so yeah, it was, it was pretty bad. I even had um, like an older doctor telling me that I needed to get surgery. Um. And I'm so glad that I didn't listen. I ended up going and getting a second opinion. um, And he was like, you know, you need conservative treatment before, you know, we take it to that level. And I'm so glad that I listened because, yeah, I mean, (laughs) I don't have back pain, but now I have butt pain. But, you know, at least my my back pain's gone. So there's that. (laughs) This year, I had an athlete who was dealing with, she has like scoliosis. It was pretty severe though, pretty severe scoliosis, which is fine because many powerlifters have it, but she mm-hmm. definitely would every once in a while have some pain. And we were really struggling with her sumo deadlift because her lockout was extremely uneven due to it. Like we did, I mean, <laughs> when I tell you, I spent a lot of time 
adjusting her and I, like adjusting her technique mm-hmm. for everything. And I was like, yo, this is like, it's your spine. You know, it's crooked lockout coughing up and down every single repetition. And yeah. she was a chiropractor. I was like, listen, there's this, a chiropractor right now, like try to go to him. She couldn't go to him. So she went to someone else. I was like, just see if, if they can do an adjustment. If we can get one Della session in, let's just see how it goes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> went, got the adjustment best session ever no issue with lockout but was told on the spot to stop to just stop all lifting just he, don't lift tried to make it seem like she was gonna die and i'm so thankful that i prefaced that her going there by literally making her a two-minute voice note explaining how if you go to a random guy they're probably <laughs> gonna say don't lift i need you to ignore him that's a lie yeah. a whole voice note because because she was like 20 and I'm like, that will scare oh somebody. Like, she's not like 30. Like, you know what I mean? like yeah. I've been through life. Shut up. You know, you know what I mean? No. Yeah. She's young. She's been powerlifting for six months. Like, <laughs> so that was I, so annoying. I think it's important too that if you are seeking uh, like a professional, that they have experience with athletes specifically, because um, I think most rehab clinicians are probably working mostly with just a general population um, who probably would actually do well with lifting. The problem is, is that they don't. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but yeah, when you're working with an athlete and, you know, oh, just stop lifting. Well, yeah, that, you know, okay. Like you can modify the movement, but because powerlifting is so specific and it's like, you have to, to squat, it's really hard to be a powerlifter and not competition squat right? Like if it was the general population, sure, like using a Smith machine would be fine, you know, but for us, um, we can't really make those modifications. Um, I do remember, I, I don't know if she, so Meg Scanlon made a post, this was a while because she was struggling with back pain at some point. And I think she might have just made a post on her story that her husband uh, was basically like, you know, would you rather get back pain from, you know, lifting heavy weight being, you know, like the top 1% of female strength athletes, or would you like to, you know, have back pain from waking up in the morning and, you know, sitting up wrong, (laughs) you know? And so it's like, at some point, I think just back pain specifically, it's just so common, regardless if you're a power lifter or not. Like my mom has low back pain, right? Like, but she's, I don't want to say she never lifted, but she doesn't lift, right? Like, if we're being honest. Sorry, mom. <laughs> and so, like, yeah, would I rather get pain from lifting or pain from just getting old? You know, what one sounds cooler? <laughs> really? <laughs> at least if you have pain from lifting, you're so used to, like, training and being stronger. Like, you probably have a mindset of, okay, we can work through this and I can still do something to make me feel mm-hmm. better. Whereas when you're just, like, getting older and you never lived you're like oh gosh I should stay away from everything now I should sit down all day because I hurt my back and it's like yeah I think the solution is sitting more I'm like that's wild I hear that yeah <laughs> don't lift because you're gonna hurt and so what do people do they just kind of avoid any sort of uh activity and I think that's probably the worst thing that you can do for you know for most people so yeah, yeah. it's gonna, a very interesting encourage like my family like certain people in my family like even just walk more and like my mom will be like I have knee pain and I'm like but I promise like you're you're sitting all day not helping the knee pain like (laughs) yeah it's not gonna get any better by just sitting there (laughs) oh my gosh sorry mom (laughs) 
My mom's going to call me after this once this is posted and be like, I don't appreciate you talking about me. <laughs> Mom, don't worry. It's okay. You're uh, a great example of <laughs> being yeah. an example. Um, but overall, so today you mentioned you still kind of deal with that glute pain, but I have seen you lifting heavier than I have seen in a while. In a long so, time. Yeah. yeah. Is it so sad? So I think I needed to take um, a long time off. I think the issue in the past was, so when it first happened was uh, about a month or two, about two months before Nationals 2018. And at that point, my mindset was, all right, just stuck it up for the two months. Um, do what you, you can um, at Nationals. And then we'll, we'll deal with it. And that was kind of my mindset going into it. Um, in reality, I probably should have started, you know, managing it then, but it's hard when you're competing, right. To like, let me just take time off from heavy lifting when I'm two months out from a competition. Yeah. Um, but that's, you know, I, I pushed through it. So the same thing that you had where it was like, I'd have one good day, but then the next day it was debilitating. And I just like, I could walk, but um, any sort of uh, even just bending over to pick up a pencil or something like that was painful, right? Um, so after Nationals 2018, um, I wasn't going to do a meet until Worlds. And so in my brain, that was like, I don't know, June. So that was a good, like, I can't even do the math right now, seven, eight months, because <laughs> I didn't do uh, the Arnold at that time. And this is when the USAPL and IPF were still together. So yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. anyway, um, I didn't do the, the Arnold because I wanted to focus on worlds. Um, but in between that time, I don't think that I was very smart about my training. It was the same thing where as soon as it would start feeling better, um, I would really try to push myself because at that point I had to play catch up because, you know, I, I took uh, after nationals, I think I took about five weeks off from barbell squatting. So I was just doing like, um, like belt squats, like pressings like that. Uh, and then, so dumb, silly me took five weeks off, come back to barbell squatting and like, oh, let me like work up to a five RM. And um and then, of course, it was like the first or second rep. I like hear this in my butt. And I was like, ah, oh, damn it. <laughs> and then the next day I felt it. And then it was like, ever since then, it's I've never really given myself that time away. And then, yeah, it's, as I get closer to Worlds, I'm like, I got to start lifting heavy again. And it was like really, really, really frustrating. Um, the day of world oh, so sad I'm gonna get sad thinking about it I squatted 70 kilos that was 155 pounds you know and my max at the time was uh like 402 so 182 and um yes yeah, so that was over 100 pounds less than 100 kilos less than what I squatted at nationals and basically it was just like a token squat just so I could like get on the board um, but that was like really humbling on the world level where people are watching you and they're, you know, and you're my mom, uh, my parents flew to Sweden to watch me and 
Um, same thing where they're telling my family members, I, my aunt, my uncle, and they're all watching me. And then I go to do my first attempt and it's pretty much it's 70 kilos. Right. And then I didn't do second and third. And it was just so like, I'm sitting in the back room and I actually started crying and Kim Walford at the time, she, you know, kind of was like, you'll be okay. Just focus on, you know, just keep going. Just, you know, um, you still got six more attempts left. Um, so that was like really frustrating. And then just, um, after worlds, I just, yeah, I just, I never really took that time away that I really needed um, to to come back. And it's it's been, um, here it is like, what, almost four years later. <laughs> and I still have yet to PR my squat. Um, and so I've taken a long, after Worlds last year, <laughs> um, I think this time I did 286 pounds. Or yeah, so 130 kilos is my opener, but it was the same situation. And so after that, I was just like, I need to take time off and I need to just do it the right way. I know what I'm supposed to do, um, but I just haven't because I'm stubborn. Um, so I'm, I need to humble myself and take a step back. And that's what I did. And it was very, very frustrating because I was squatting, you know, 70 kilos for reps without going up, um, knowing that I could wanting to, but then saying like, Hey, this is the process. Like if this is, if I go up, this is what's going to happen. And so over time, so like I learned that there was, um, like a pain threshold. Right. And so I tell my athletes now is that the threshold is kind of like your strength, right. Where the threshold goes up over time, similar to how strength goes up. And so you want to train the pain threshold. And I'm oversimplifying this like a lot, um, but I found that uh, I could work up to a hundred kilos. And that was kind of like my sweet spot. If I did more, uh, I would start having symptoms, right? So I stayed at a hundred and then it went up to 105 and then eventually 130 kilos. Um, I could do pain-free. So I stayed there. Now I've gotten up to about 150 without symptoms and so it's just been this like slow process of trying to increase that threshold um ideally to the point where that threshold is going to be higher than my max so if and when that happens you know that'll be great but that's kind of the the process that I'm in right now um and yeah so I'm I'm essentially squatting pain free so long as I don't go above that threshold and knowing when I need to stop Wow, that takes a that takes a lot to like. I mean, it takes a lot to pull yourself back to actually be able to do it. Like, mm -hmm. I think even me, I'd be like, no, I'm still gonna try to like keep keep on going. But that's it's. But that was me for four years, and it's like, okay, Kristen, at one point, are you like, when are you gonna learn? You know, and so um, that was kind of what I've been doing for the past. I mean, since Worlds last year, for the most part. And um, that's why you're starting to see me actually post because now I'm feeling confident again. I'm like, oh, these aren't like baby weights. I'm not going to post my 90 kilos. Yeah. You know, I'm like, I'm actually then like back to the 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 cool weights again. And so I'll know that I've made it once the uh, king of the lift starts posting me again. <laughs> <laughs> that is definitely people are. I'm like, all right, I'm back. <laughs> definitely wondering 
how did you handle mentally preparing for roles 2022 knowing you still have to deal with this injury different than the roles of 2019 um i guess my mind so i had a like for world 2019 i remember talking so ryan lapidat and he knew my situation and i was thinking of pulling out and he said to me and this really resonated he's like kristen like let's be honest like how many opportunities are you going to have to go to worlds and he's right like you look at kind of like the competition so my total in 2018 at nationals like i won um if that was 2022, and I'm, I'm referring to USAPL nationals, um, and that will, it was a weight class below now because they changed, but um, that would be like, a, I think it was a almost 30 kilo difference, you know, between my total and what the total was in 2022. And so the, people are getting stronger and who knows when, you know, I'm just not gonna be capable anymore. And so, um, he basically was like, yeah, when are you going to have this opportunity again? Like, so I kind of was like, all right, you know, you're right. I want to get this experience on the world stage because it may never happen again. So that was my mindset going into 2019. So 2022 is similar um, because I competed, um, but also Chelsea was there. And so her and I kind of discussed, um, you know, we were like, we didn't even know if we were going to go to worlds. And then I kind of said to her the same thing that Ryan had told me about, hey, we should do this because who knows when you're, if you're gonna get an opportunity, this could very well be your last world. Someone could come up and just dethrone you. And so at that point I was like, I'm just gonna go there and have fun and just hang out with my friends and I'm gonna lift weights and um, you know, I won't win, but whatever. Um, I still think I placed 12. <laughs> so I didn't even place last either, ironically. Um, but yeah, it was just at that point last year, it was less stressful because I kind of didn't put that pressure on myself. I knew that I was not going to be able to perform at my best. Um, and I think a lot of people probably would have dropped out, but it's one of those things where it's like, well, where am I going to get this opportunity again? Yeah. Um, so that was kind of my mindset. It was just, I didn't put that pressure on me. That's really good, though, because it's hard to get to a place where you're emotionally, emotionally mature enough to be like, all right, the goal is not how high I can podium. Like, we, if we remove yeah. the goal and change the goal to I want to enjoy myself, have fun, have an experience and do what I can on a day, then I can work towards that goal. Yep, exactly. And that's kind of um, that. Yeah, that was kind of my mindset. So 20, like I said, 2019 world, I was like in the back crying where this one I was like you know, hey, let's go and cheering everyone else on. Um, so yeah, I just had a good time. I was like, ah, whatever, like, I'll just, you know, not be the strong one today. It's fine. I don't care. Um, but yeah, so after that, I did say to myself, Kristen, you got to get it together because this has just been too long. You need to tone it down and humble yourself. So uh, that's what I've been doing. And I said, I'm not going to compete again until I feel like I am healthy and that I can one, like hit a PR or like out total my previous total and um, just do what I feel like I'm capable of. And until then I'm, I, I'll probably do a meet, but <laughs> within reason. Um, so yeah. Okay, like a little <sighs> meet. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to do a local meet at this point because so with PA, um, I didn't do nationals this past year. So in order for me to qualify at nationals 2024, I have to do a meet. So I'll probably just do a meet to um, qualify. <laughs> okay. Now, yeah. I'm just curious. Do you still think, do you think it's weird at all that you coach Chelsea and like, <laughs> and like how everything went so, down? <laughs> I know. I, I, so people have asked, because it, it, I think um, Pete made a, Pete Spence made a post the other day about like, what are some controversial things in powerlifting? And someone actually commented about, um, I don't know if you saw it about some like a coach coaching an athlete who is in the same weight class, right? And <laughs> so that's me and Chelsea. Um, when she had reached out to me, she had not competed, I think, in like two years. And so she was just wanting to get back into it. Um, you know, I'm I'm just I want to start lifting. She kind of had the same thing where she went through back pain and she went as far as getting surgery. Uh, and then she came back. She's like, my back is feeling good. You know, I just, I want to lift again. I, I love lifting. I love powerlifting. Um, so I had said to her, like, I don't know if you know the drama, but you know, USAPL and IPF got divorced and, uh, there's a new fed and, um, you know, there it's nationals, uh, which is in Austin, which is where she's from. And, um, I was going to do the meet. And so I was like, this is, uh, this was in January. So that was in April. So it was like four months out. Right. So I was like, well, that'd be a really good meet for you to do. Um, I'll be there. We'll, we'd be competing against each other, just FYI. <laughs> and, um, I mean, she was like down for it. And I don't think she, she realized what it was at the time, but, um, I think when she did, it was kind of like, Hey, if you want to go with another coach, like I I'm not offended, right? Like it is, it could be a conflict of interest. Um, I promise that I'm not trying to sabotage your training, but Hey, I completely understand if you want to go somewhere else. And she was kind of like, no, I think we, you know, like we work well together. Um, you know, we'll do nationals and we'll compete against each other and we'll kind of like go from there. Right. And, um, I did not, uh, handle her attempts. I did not help her with her attempts. Um, at that point I was kind of like, you know, and she even said, you know, that might be kind of crossing the line a little bit. So I'm going to, her husband, Andre, um, handled all of her attempts. And, um, uh, I mean, yeah, we kind of, we competed and we, I had no idea how it was going to be. And she didn't either. Um, I think I ended up winning, but she was only like two kilo. We both got an invite to worlds. And at that point, um, I think that she did really well. She was really proud of her performance and she said she wanted to continue. And so that's kind of, um, where that started. Um, it wasn't intentional. It was just kind of like, now she's my biggest competitor. Um, and so I, I said to her, no matter what, like, I'm going to look good, right? If I win, I look great because I won. If you win, I'm still going to look good because I coached you. So it's like a win-win for me. So like, I'm not going to be upset. Um, one of the things I did say to her though, is if I do come back and cause now she's doing like phenomenal, right? Like she's like surpassed me significantly at this point. So like, I'm trying to catch up to her. Um, and I like, one of the things that we always did was, uh, not posting her, her top, uh, heavy sets. 
um, until after training. And that came in really helpful at nationals because she kind of came in as the, the underdog. And um, I think, you know, no one knew what she had been totaling in the gym. So then like come meet day, people would be like, wow, like Chelsea is a, you know, a force to be reckoned with. Um, but out of respect for her, because I know her training um, and Chelsea's not stupid either. She would know if I was sabotaging, like, you know, she's, she knows. Um, and we also collab together. So when, and this is what I think about a, a good coach athlete relationship is that um, we communicate on a daily basis. And like with most of my athletes, I think it's important to communicate. Um, if you don't like um, an exercise or if you don't, like you can create the best program in the world, but if your athlete doesn't enjoy that program, they're not going to do well. Yeah. And so there's been plenty of times where Chelsea was like, I'm not doing this or I don't want to do this. Right. And so I'm like, all right, like, <laughs> let's, um, you know, like, let's find something that you, you do like. And so we kind of, she tells me what she wants and I just put it in a coercive, uh, cohesive program. Right. So we communicate and, um, I just went on a tangent and now I forgot what I was talking about. <laughs> uh, but I think what I was going to say was, uh, out of respect for her that I would let, I would show her my heavy singles as opposed to not posting about it because I think it's only fair because I would know what she's doing. Um, so, so I would show her mine and probably the same thing where um, come meet day, I'd probably stay out of her. Like I'm not handling her, right? I'm, I'm competing um, and just let Andre kind of take over. And he's kind of, he's done phenomenal with her. Um, He's been her, him and uh, I think Bill, I forget his last name, but uh, he has two handlers and they've kind of like just taken it. And I'm like, you guys do your thing. Like you guys, you know, he, he trains with her every day. He knows what she can handle for the day. So um, he's, yeah, I, I think at this point, even if I wasn't competing, I would still want Andre to handle her because I think he does a better job than I could. That is so interesting to hear that you show her... <laughs> No, that you show her your top sets too. Like, it makes sense because it's fair, but like my mind would never think like, how can I make this fair in this way? Like, I, I don't know. Yeah. That, that's really interesting. Well, she's a great client. She's a great athlete. And I don't, I don't want her to leave me because I, I like, I have fun training her. It's been a really cool. So, I mean, I want her to do well. And if that means her doing well to the point where she does better, like I'm, I'm totally supportive. I'm like, Hey, I, I, helped with that right like it was her she did the lifting she did the hard stuff yeah. um I just wrote it on a paper so I'm totally like if she won I'm I don't think there would be any hard feelings at all um but yeah going into it we didn't really know uh you know if it was going to be awkward or you know like so so at that point I think we kind of you know like let's just see how it goes and if it's too awkward then you know, maybe I'll go with someone else, but I think that her and I get along really well. Um, and that it's worked is, is kind of funny and ironic as it is, but I think it makes for a good story nonetheless. It does. And <laughs> honestly, like, honestly, you're doing great with her because just watching her at Worlds, I'm like, wow, that's like what, 14 and a half or 15 kilos on her. I think 14 and a half kilos on her total and a version. Yeah. Like, I'm looking at it, I'm like, I don't feel like she really gave, like, all RPE 10 on that deadlift either, or squat. No. 
I think no, she, um, yeah. Yeah, she had hit, um, because she totaled 530. She benched 127. I think her best in training was 130, but she was also not at weight. And at World, it's very different, right? Because um, if you miss any lift, that can kind of make or break your standing. Mm -hmm. So she probably could have, so she squatted 187 and a half kilos, and she probably could have done more, and she probably could have gotten it and probably would have, but she also probably would not have. And that's kind of that like chance you want to take, like, should we push it or should we kind of just, you know, make sure that you're getting nine for nine. And so I think at that point, um, you know, Andre was the one handling her and it was like, well, we want her to go nine for nine. Um, even though I don't know what she did on her deadlift opener. <laughs> it was, it but was, after that, I was like, like oh my. go fast, she go back down. I wasn't even worried, but I thought like, oh, okay, it was just too easy. It's fine, go up. Like, <laughs> Yeah, but it's still for me. I'm like, oh my god, like no. Oh, of course. Um, <laughs> You're having a hard time. She went up. <laughs> um, so we had actually uh for her third, I think that was her planned second attempt. Mm -hmm. Um, but because she missed her opener, uh so her second wait, am I took five kilo jumps? Was that the plan? No, it was 10 kilos. So I think she opened with okay, so she opened with 200, missed that, jumped to 210. I think, but I think the goal, no, 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 she did 205. I think they yeah, increased I her opener. Yeah, so she, they increased the 205 um, and missed that, but had she gotten it, we would have done 215 on her second and then probably like 220 on her third, um, but she missed her opener. So then, yeah, so she missed 205. She still went up to 210, got 210, and then her third was 215. Um, but that was kind of a smart call on Andres because she could have, um, yeah, it's always stressful if you miss the opener. So, but it was smart for him to go up. Unfortunately, she got it, um, which we knew she would because she had hit 215 in training. Um, but still there's a part of you that like my heart just like dropped a little bit. I was like, ah. <laughs> I, mean, I can't imagine. Like, it's I been stress, fun. Like, as I watch it, I'm like, well, you know, I was, I was still talking about like, if I was a coach, I'd definitely be like on the floor, like breathing deeply. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I can't watch anymore. I have to like get updates. And I think um, I was like stressed out, more stressed than she was. So I was like, ah, it happens. Like, you know, whatever. She has a really good um, mentality when she comes, when it comes to competing. Um, and I think that it's been really helpful um, in her training is that she realizes that her, um, she doesn't deserve to win. She's lucky to win, right? Like, um, that nothing is, is guaranteed. Um, and so I think that it's really her mindset going into competitions has really, really helped her. Um, and yeah, so like, I'm freaking out. I'm like, oh my God, she's with like at the end of the world. And she's like, that's ah. Like, oops. <laughs> and then she came back, so it was fine. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, that was a good yeah. one to watch. You guys are definitely a preparing yeah. because things are going really well. Um, yeah. Do you have one final thought for someone struggling with injury and trying to just continue on, but they're mentally struggling? What would my final thought be? Yeah. Like, or like, what was like one? Okay. <laughs> do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, but if you are having, um, struggling with pain and injury, don't ignore it. I think the, the first thing we want to do is, is we kind of try to push through and hope that it goes away on its own. And maybe you're lucky and that is true, but I think for majority of lifters, that's not true and don't ignore it because more than any, probably more than likely it's going to get worse if you don't address it. Um, so go reach out to, um, a rehab clinician, ideally with someone with like a sport background who works with athletes so that they're not telling you, Hey, don't lift, um, and listen to them and listen to your body. You know, if it's saying, Hey, this, this hurts, don't do it. <laughs> um, so again, do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> I love the advice. What are, what's, <laughs> what's your one piece of advice? Mine is similar. I would say you have to take it a day at a time. You have to yep. accept that you are where you are and that by tomorrow you will not be where you were. <laughs> it's not happening. So once you can accept mm-hmm. that and really accept it, not be in denial, accept it, you'll be able to work at it. And work at it does mean, yes, get some outside help for sure. Cause I doubt you're going to do it all by yourself. But number one, mm-hmm. accept that you're not where you were and let that resonate with you so that you can then progress to getting back to where you were. I like that. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> Kristen, cool. thank you. This was fun. Yeah. I, know, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I like, uh, we have to do this more frequently than every two years. We definitely, <laughs> we definitely will. Y'all, don't you worry. She'll be joining the powerlifting again soon. But for all who did join, thank you for coming and catch you next time on the Power and Lifting Podcast. Guys, thank you so much for listening. If you love this episode, don't forget to leave that five-star rating and review. Share it with a friend and love ya. Catch you next time on the Power and Lifting Podcast.